Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zadak. Chris Gabin. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in. If you are new to the show, welcome. Take a seat. Take your coat off. Make yourself comfortable because you're about to get really uncomfortable with 1984's Blame It on Rio, directed by Hollywood legend Stanley Donan of Singing in the Rain, Bedazzled Charade. I mean, it would have to be his last. It is his last like feature film. It's it his, has to be. Yes, this is this is the period you want on your career. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done this, but if this is your first time with us, stop it. Go <laughs> listen to like maybe Batman Forever. That's a fun one. <laughs> Everyone's having a good time in that, and then come back to this. Yeah, yes. Steve. Steve, you have a point. This is advanced level. <laughs> we hate movies yes, right now. It, it absolutely is. It's. Because this is the one you're going to have to take a shower afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So, so I hope you've been with us for a while. Like, oh, those are good guys. Those guys have a lot of fun. A couple uh, of good-natured fellas watching some cheesy movies. <laughs> Not ones that rip your heart out and dampen your soul. Ah, okay, you've had your fair shake to turn it off. Here we go. Steve, what is this movie about? Uh, it's about... Uh, two two old friends. Uh, one is Michael Caine. Welcome back to the show, sir. Get Thank ready for you. Some Thank bad you. impressions. Thank you. Uh, the other is Joseph Bologna. Who's Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Not Al Pacino. <laughs> Joseph Bologna. Uh, he's in a bunch of stuff. Uh, most famously for me, for no good reason, he was on the Married with Children spinoff, Top of the Heap, as Matt LeBlanc's father. But I think you were the only guy <laughs> that watched Top of the Heap. I watched a ton of it. And, I mean, like, <laughs> a bunch of stuff. He's like a, an Italian-American character actor. He's a funny guy. Uh, they're both like old friends, and they have this trip to Rio together that they're about to embark on. Uh, and for some reason, Michael Caine's wife decides, uh, who was played by Valerie Harper, a.k.a. Rhoda, Decides she doesn't want to go on. She's going to go on a separate vacation and think about some stuff because for the because their marriage, and they bring their daughters along. One is played by Demi Moore, that's Michael Caine's daughter, and then the other one is uh, kind of relatively unknown Michelle Johnson, a bombshell, if you will. She plays <laughs> Joe Bologna's daughter, so it's just dad, dad, daughter, and daughter. Let's take a trip to Rio and turn our back on society and its mores. Turn our back on society. Turn our back on tradition, on family, on, on friendship. values, friendship, oh, big friendship. <laughs> Just anything not associated anything. with chaos whatsoever. Let's turn our back on I mean, all of it. Turning your back on it, uh, maybe, but like this is like pissing in the face of whatever you once knew as society. Doing something with a cock, Chris. I'll well, tell you that clearly. The gang in Crash, the J.G. Ballard, <laughs> David Cronenberg joint. We're a bit more, what are you a little upset about this? Watching it with, like, Elias Katias' character, he'd be like, ew. Oh, wait, they're doing what? Oh, Holly Hunter, get over here. <laughs> yeah, get all Mar- that glass off you. Get over here and look at this. <laughs> they're doing that, and it's not in Marilyn Monroe's car? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
here we are. We're on vacation. We're in Rio, the sexiest city in the world. The most kidnappiest place <laughs> that ever was. It's where you want to go in the 1980s and just let your teenage daughters run wild on a beach topless. <laughs> Can we just listen to the opening theme and the theme of Blame It on Rio? Because it's just rattling around in my brain and I want sure, everyone to yeah, get it. Sure, yeah, yeah. No, because, you know, if we have to handle it this way, others should know, like, where we're at. So you hear this. About a dozen times in this movie. What if we both went a little bit crazy? Blame it on Rio. What if our hearts got a little bit hazy? Blame it on Rio. What if we acted like fools, broke a few rules? What do we care? Blame it on Rio. So there it is. That's just in you. Nestled in between your brain. It's, it's not going anywhere. It's that and fake Michael Jackson songs. They keep on saying that you're doing something right, which is really the <laughs> wrong tone for this just movie. Just talk about the worst choice for song lyrics. Irony. Uh, so Joe Bologna is going through a bad divorce. Mm-hmm. and like He's just your standard. They're both incredibly rich. I don't know what. Joe Bologna owns a business. I think Michael Caine owns a business, maybe. Or they work I, together. They're, they're in might business be, together. Yeah, they're in business. Oh. Do, it's some sort of factory because Joe Bologna hilariously has an office like in the center of this work <laughs> floor. Like he's got he's got a bunch of like uh, like soundproof walls around him. Like when you see a drummer on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> and they're just in that like glass case or whatever. Man, he, that, I mean that must have been a really long talk with the architect. <laughs> Look, I know I should be like overseeing things literally yes, as the but, boss. I should be above my workers. But you know what? Fuck it. On the floor with them. I'm yep. in the business. I here. need to be on the killing floor. <laughs> and you know uh, he's going through a bad divorce. Michael Caine is totally shocked. Like he's. He's kind of admitted that, you know, things are dead between him and his wife, but he's really shocked that she doesn't want to go on vacation with him. Also, we're treated to kind of when Harry met Sally-esque, uh, let's talk at the camera in a blank room thing. Yes, Michael Caine is the Greek chorus, uh, as is uh, the other Michelle lady Johnson. there, Michelle Johnson. The two of them chiming in when necessary to uh, fill us in on some of the details of this story to prepare us and like i yeah. didn't know what this movie was and i'm like okay it's like a funny sex farce like maybe he looks at this girl like you know sh- she's scantily clad throughout this entire movie and i'm like obviously it's about her liking him because michelle johnson's like i always had a crush on uncle matthew and it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, very early in the movie, oh, you get the gist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get the gist of what's going on. So, like, Michael Caine's talking, and he's like, oh, my marriage was in shambles. It was. I was married to a TV star, and she ate my guts, and we were supposed to go on this vacation. She decides she's going to go to Club Med. I'm supposed to go to Rio with the kid. Well, I'll get back at you, I will. <laughs> oh, 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 will he? This will teach you, Rhoda. This will teach you, Rhoda, to change your vacation plans on Michael Caine. This will teach you. <laughs> at the last minute like that. Oh, oh, you think this marriage is dead now? <laughs> oh, you think this is a corpse? <laughs> you wait and see who I do to this marriage. By the time you get back. Just let me tell you something. You think this marriage is ruined now. I'm going to blow it the fuck up. Let me just tell you, honey. You enjoy that poo. And you enjoy those drinks. Because you are about to get the fucking blown world. 
How come uh, How come nobody says I'm going to Club Med anymore? Did they go out of business? I feel they must have. That was the place, right? Now it's everybody's going to Sandals. Yeah. No, I'm going to Sandals. Sandals. Or, I don't think anybody, whatever. that's the thing, is I don't think anybody says I'm going to Sandals. I think they're like, eh, I'm going to Sandals. <laughs> I think you should be saying the place you're going, not just the, because yeah. that's a, oh, I'm going to the Hilton. Where? Oh, you uh, know, the Hilton. Down the road. We're staying up for the Hilton. night. Oh, it's just, oh, okay. You just, I don't, see, and I've, I've never been to Club Med, never booked a trip, never made plans, but I don't know if they're out of business or what, but in, in entertainment, it used to be like, man, where are you going on vacation? Oh, I gotta go to Club Med for a while. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. Club Med. That a sounds lot pretty of good. Early 90s comedies, they're dropping that in. Oh, where are you gonna go? Club Med. <laughs> yeah. It depended on like the, 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 like the class of people, like married yeah. with children. Oh, where are you gonna go, pig? Club Med. Like really, like, <laughs> Sarcastic, or the you know the richer folks like oh we're just going to Club Med. The Golden Girls, oh we're going to Club Med. That's my <laughs> Golden Girls impression. Ma, we're going to Club Med. <laughs> I'm bringing Sam. <laughs> Why would you go to Club Med? That's my uh, Estelle Getty. <laughs> Back in Naples, we would always want to go to the watering hole. Man, she would never shut the flying fuck up about the old country on that show. Like she moved there, moved from there when she there was like thirty. There was this vague idea that she was connected. Like at the end of every episode, <laughs> somebody is coming up. Like some Sicilian guys, like, "What do we do?" I was like, "Well, take care of it. We got to take care of." It. Well, uh, I guess our friend won't be around for Christmas, and she's like pruning a tree, <laughs> and he a, knows what's going on. There was definitely a few mentions of the old country where she was just like, "Oh, the old country." She was talking about it all the time. That was her thing. Anyway, this movie uh, yeah. is. They go to what I'd like to affectionately call the Parrot House. <laughs> it's the craziest living accommodations I've ever seen. It's there. It, it's all greenery. There's there's a couple of parrots in the yard. I'm like, wow, that's how do you get those parrots there? And then they go inside, and there's more parrots. And there's then they so go, many parrots. They go left. There's more parrots. There's parrots in the bedrooms. And there's there's a two can over there. <laughs> live birds all over this place. And it's like a- someone just put a roof over the jungle. <laughs> exactly. And there's like bad like wallpaper of like jungle scenes, and you. It's really hard to make heads or tails of what's going on in one scene to the next because I'm like, are they outside? Are they inside? <laughs> well, you have to do that to make the monkey comfortable. There is a monkey in the house in the first scene, uh, but I don't know what what happens to that monkey. There's also a peacock that's just constantly laying eggs, and that's a gag throughout this movie. Like, it lays an egg, and she's like, ew, it's warm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a fertility thing. I mean, it's a little, like, fucking wink at you being (sighs) like, oh, fertility, right? You don't think anybody in this house is going to fuck, do you? Man, we are just doing all we can to not talk about what this movie's about, huh? (laughs) It's gross. Because you think... You get the idea, and like, usually in the in a movie about an older man and a younger woman, like especially not legal age of seventeen, which is kind of iffy, iffy depending on the state. Usually, it's the dance around it, right? It's like, will they? Won't they? She likes him. She keeps like trying to come on to him, and he's like, oh my goodness, and like is like really uncomfortable. <laughs> that doesn't happen in this movie. Nope. nope. They have raunchy sex multiple times this girl is naked throughout the entire movie and she wasn't even fucking legal when they made it nope her awesome parents had to sign consent forms for her to be nude full frontally nude in this movie 
So they decide we're going to make the most of this trip. Rhoda decided to go to Club Med, and that's Rhoda's decision. But we're here. <laughs> and then Joseph Bologna, by the way, because he's in the middle of this divorce, he is just Johnny on the town, and he's ready to get some tail wherever he can find it. Well, that's the thing. It's not like, hey, let's go to Rio. We'll see the beach. This is a sex vacation for everybody. Oh, yeah. Like It's not like, oh, let's see the ruins. Let's go to the fucking, you know, let's let's go down to San Paolo, see what's going on over there. No, no, no. It's a sex vacation. A real fuckation. <laughs> it's a fuckation, man. And the dads are like talking, like they're driving from the airport and they're like, I just, I, di- I did a steering wheel <laughs> motion. I appreciate it. Now I know what Scar looks like. <laughs> they're driving from the airport and Joseph Bologna and Michael Caine are like, so uh, you girls going to meet a bunch of pretty guys down here or what? You're going to be playing with the boys? And so it's like. Listen, Joe Bologna, when you find out that your daughter, you know, has been sleeping around, you don't know who necessarily. Why are you shocked? Like, he's so upset, but it's like you've been encouraging this behavior from Jump Street. Yeah, it's all like, oh, you guys go off on your own. I want to go off on my own. You fuck. I fuck. Everybody fucks. We're going to be having a great vacation. Everybody's just going to be fucking and sucking until the sun comes well, up. Well, apparently this 17-year-old's supposed to tell him every time he, well, every time she fucks somebody. This guy's the dumbest father in the world. Like, so he's he starts having suspicions that his daughter might be sleeping with someone. And he says to Michael Caine that they made a pact. That right before she was ready to have sex with a boy, she would tell... She would call him. Yeah, call him and tell him, like, right away, like, hey, it's happening! (laughs) We got one! (laughs) Like, and and Michael Caine's like, well, you're clearly the dumbest father that's ever lived. Who's going to call and tell you that? Look, we're we're 12 years away from cell phones, right? So (laughs) that's out the window. Look. Let's just imagine that they're, they're in a room that has a phone. Are you going to be in a room that has a phone? Is she going to stop? Is this guy going to stop? I mean, what What the fuck? Are you stupid? Are you fucking, <laughs> are you fucking mad? Are I you mean, take gal? it from me. The guy isn't going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is not going to stop. No way, no how. So we're in the parrot house. Everybody's just getting comfortable. There's a snooty maid that just does not like Michael Caine. And I'm like, I get it. It's a kind of an open door, closed door farce. Maybe it's going to be like they keep almost having sex and like, you know, she's in scantily clad outfits and a bunch of misunderstandings are going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Like, like she opens the door and it's like, and like her eyes bug out. and It's really Daffy Duck and well, whatnot. I imagine it's something like he like the, she's in his bedroom and they're on the balcony. And like she has him up on a corner, like she's like, why don't we do this? And he just like knocks himself over yep. the balcony, That's something like that. Falls into, a, falls into a big thing of bushes. Yeah. That's a fun movie for everybody. <laughs> I could, t- I could actually almost take my kids to that movie, almost sort of. But you know, unfortunately, all my dreams about a fun light sex romp like Hamburger the Motion Picture, which I watched <laughs> recently, uh, are totally shattered at the point where this girl, in her Greek uh, Greek chorus. Uh, monologue here tells the world that she knew she was ready for love right about the time she got to move down to her smaller retainer (laughs) (laughs) it's chilling it's really it's it's bone chilling it's just playing up your spine because it just (laughs) step by step by step and and it's just she keeps calling her father daddy and him uncle matthew daddy uncle matthew I don't know. Demi Moore isn't doing the daddy stuff because she, she hates her dad's fucking fat guts in this movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Before and after all the romping. And during. <laughs> Before. 
before, during, and after the romping. She will always hate this man. Oh, it's a full steam brood. It's a <laughs> it's a full going on brood. But she's actually the best character in the film sure. because uh, she says the least, she does the least, and she doesn't uh, fuck anyone who's much, much older than her. And she her. doesn't try to dance around like what she's doing. Like that's the pro- real problem here is that Michael Caine never just is like, yeah, I'm fucking a kid. <laughs> What of it? It's all right, right? I'm fucking her. It's fine. <laughs> What's the thing is, so you think it's this light sex romp, and then they go to the beach, and this girl is totally naked, except for her uh, her uh, undergarment down there. But you're talking about a bikini bottom. A bikini bottom. Yes. I'm just trying not to be fucking disgusting. Because <laughs> you know what's coming uh, up. I mean, this movie's fucking disgusting. It's I'm disgusting. trying to not. I'm, I'm trying, like, it's... You're in a room and the water keeps waiting in. And now you're on the dresser and you're just trying to trying to stay dry. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you're calling it water. <laughs> We're all going to fall into this puddle eventually. And you know, she's totally naked and Demi Moore because she wants to be a legitimate actress at this point. I mean, she, she's she is a legitimate actress to this day. Yeah, uh, is doing the hair over the breast thing, but it's like it's Rio. It's blame it on Rio, baby. This is what happens. Rio's and like fucking fault. And the fault. Fa- Joe Bologna is like, oh, look at my beautiful girl over there. Oh, look at look, look at those oh, things. Oh, my goodness gracious. And she's like, hey, daddy. And they give a hug and she's naked. And it's at this point, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and this is just the tip of the iceberg. So it's a big party. And it turns out that someone's uh, getting married mm-hmm. on the beach. So they go to to uh, to kind of like uh, you know give congratulations and whatnot. So Michael Caine and uh, and and the, and this woman walking. What's the character's name? Jennifer. That's Jennifer. Jennifer. So uh, you know Matthew, Uncle Matthew, Uncle Matt, <laughs> oh, oh. and Jennifer walk into this like little bridal area and whatnot. And you know he's like, "Well, can I kiss the bride? I sure do love kissing young girls. I do." <laughs> and uh, this lady's like, uh, "If anyone should be getting kisses, it's me because I'm the one who facilitated this marriage." And, and With blah blah blah. Crazy black magic prayers, which kind of comes back, but not really. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of uh, hoodoo voodoo going on in here. Yeah. Little, little so we get of, a Bernice too yeah, kind of magic. A yeah. little bit of witchcraft going on. So, uh, so then this lady's like, well, now, like, as part of the celebration, we all have to go dance in the ocean, and I'm gonna light this wedding dress on fire and take it out there and put it out, and that's what we're gonna do. So, here we go. Everybody into the pool. Speaking of burning things down. (laughs) (laughs) I got a pretty reasonable relationship with my best friend and business partner. So they all go into the water, except for Joe Bologna. He's out. He's getting some other tail somewhere. He's he's there to fuck, and he's like, "Come on, Michael Caine, let's have it." He's like, "No, no, I can't. My wife. Oh, I'm just such. I'm in such a state over my wife. I cannot believe it. What a hey. stupid gal." <laughs> hey, look at all these age-appropriate women. I'll go with one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, he's also going on and on about, "Oh, my fucking divorce, and oh now I got to fill out all this paperwork. She's taking half of everything." It's like, shut up. I know how a divorce works. I mean, if movie. you've seen Raw, just don't listen to Joe Bologna's <laughs> dialogue here. You can just mute it every yeah. time. I'd love to mute a bunch of this fucking dialogue. I'd love to mute all of Jennifer's creepy dialogue. <laughs> So they get out into the water, and you know <clears throat> this uh, this priestess is uh, burning this wedding dress and everything. And this couple who looks totally unhappy is like standing watching this huge fun hip party happen in the water, and uh, all of a sudden Jennifer just goes up to Uncle Matt and just starts making out hard with this dude. And, and you know like, what? Michael Caine's okay with it. He's he's fine. He's like, oh, it's it's in the moment. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh, right. And Demi Moore is just like disappointed. She looks, at, she sees it happen, and she's like, 
<sighs> She's right there. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Jennifer. <laughs> no less than 12 feet away from this. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you save that shit for when we get back to the parrot house, okay? When we can be behind closed doors. A nice stiff, like, pu- not, not push, but just like away. Like, yeah. Just, just n- push a little. Uh, uh, there you go. Get away. No, no, we can't do that. And that's when it happens. They go, they find a quiet area to themselves. She gets down on her knees. She gets down on Takes a retainer out. That's out. And she says, make love to me. But here's the thing. She's like, make love to me. Make love to me. He's like, no, no. Okay. It's disgusting. Oh, my God. My, my old friend Joe Bologna. What, what will he think? What, what's going to happen? Oh, my God. I'm in such a flustered state. And she gets down on her knees and then takes out her retainer. And he's like, oh, well, it's on, baby. It's just... <laughs> Well, That's the thing that drives you over the edge, you yep. fucking creep. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. Out it goes. In I come. <laughs> and he, he specifically says to Joe Bologna later, because spoiler alert, he finds out, he's like, well, I'm not some, some deviant standing in a schoolyard. I'm not. Like, of course you are. Like, just because you're in Rio, you're in just a... Well, yeah, well, you, don't, you don't have to go to the schoolyard to make this happen, Michael Caine. You just take this girl on an extravagant Brazilian vacation. Blame it on Rio. <laughs> <laughs> My defense here is that I'm blaming it on Rio. By the way, she <laughs> she goes over... To, uh, they have sex, like, amongst the rocks on this beach. Yeah, you she can't park ru- a boat over there. She runs away. You do not follow her. Nope. You just stand there in the ocean. Back to the parrot house. Dude, go back to the parrot house. Jerk off. Hang you out. saved your life. Hang out with your parrot friends. Talk to them. Like, you know. See if you can fuck that maid, honestly. <laughs> just, yeah, fucking anybody other than your best friend's daughter who's 17 with a retainer. There's a bunch of eligible, like, capoeira instructors just hanging out. <laughs> just fucking go away. She'll find one of them. It'll be over. I mean, look, here's the thing. I know nothing about Rio de Janeiro other than from what this movie tells me, which is that it's the most fuckable city on the planet, (laughs) is what this movie has told me. At least it was in 1984. Go out, do anything. Don't follow her into this dune and get it on. I feel like even fucking, just like the mayor of Rio de Janeiro watched this movie and was like, oh no. Oh, we're so (laughs) fucked. Now we'll never get the World Cup and the Olympics. (laughs) We need to change our ways. (laughs) (laughs) I also would love, I mean, thankfully this movie is forgotten. But I would love a situation where, you know, you're at the video store and it's like you got your kids like, oh, we've seen Rio. What's what's the next one called? Is it Rio 2 or is it Blame It on Rio? I don't know. What's Blame It on Rio? It's a- <laughs> There's a parrot on the cover. Fine. <laughs> There's a bunch of parrots on the cover. <laughs> None of them talk, but they might as well. <laughs> Hiding people's genitalia. <laughs> So they have sex on the beach, and uh, you know we kind of fade out. And I'm like, oh, thankfully, I mean, thankfully a fade out, but it's a bit of a tease fade out. You know why? Because it just transitions into him sleeping on her naked ass. It's it's so weird, man. And he's got his Michael Caine granny glasses on, and it's the 1980s granny haircut. (laughs) So it's like this lady. This seventeen-year-old lady girl wanted to blow her grandmother. She's she's as old as his perm. Like it's, <laughs> it's just like so disgusting. And he and then like he's got some friends in the area, and they're like, "Oh, hey, Michael Caine." He's like, "Oh, no!" And he's like putting sand all over himself, like pretending and going like ten yards away, and like having this conversation with a huge erection under the sand. Which ah oh, man, how about this? Sand in your urethra. No, don't do it. Don't get out of here. Get out of here. Being naked on a beach ever in your life. Who wants sand under the hood? Ew. 
<laughs> Nobody does. That's why it's horrible. That's why beach sex is impossible, and this movie's awful. And now I'd like to stop for a second and remind you at the beginning when we said you shouldn't listen to this as your first episode. Right, this is not We Hate Movies for Beginners. It's not light. It's definitely no. not light. This is no. after dark. If, this we could, if we could change this, maybe <laughs> change the side to like a neon side against a brick wall for one episode, or, this would be it. Or just like uh, take off our usual theme song and like put like a good like soft like... Uh, oh, girl from Ipanema. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, welcome to We Hate Movies. <laughs> we hate movies. We don't. We don't hate expressions of sexuality. <laughs> yeah, that could work. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my twenties, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-H-M. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. So he wakes up and says, oh, I'm such a fool. I'm such, Oh, what a bloody blithering fool I am. I can't believe it. And like maybe in the world, I'm like, well, you were drunk. You know, you're in Rio. You're 
desperate. This girl throws herself at you. You're still going to jail. You still deserve to go to jail. But like you did it the one time, and you're an asshole and an idiot. It's over. And it's that it's that one time, right, Michael? Cannon? And it's going to haunt you for time. the rest of your life. But you're like, you know what? Blame it on Rio. Blame it on Rio. <laughs> I will blame that <laughs> one know. time on Rio. Maybe. <laughs> oh, look, you hit, you slipped up. Rhoda was at Club Med. You slipped up and fucked a kid <laughs> whose parents are going through a divorce. Like, what the fuck? Of Ugh. course they're going through a divorce. So he's, he's waking up. The sun has risen again. It's a new day. It's a new day. We're in Rio. Find all sorts of other things to blame on this fine city. He's having a shave. And she runs into this bathroom. Hello, future husband. <laughs> what is the hello, Uncle Matthew? What is it? <laughs> and he like cuts. He's so terrified. He cuts his cheek wide open. And she's like, mm, "Let me kiss it. Let me kiss it. Make it better. Let me drink your blood." <laughs> so she's like all over him, and he's like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> what well, is ain't good?" And it's such a weird child molester thing to say to somebody to turn around like. She's having all sorts of crazy feelings because obviously you're the fucking adult here and you weren't an adult last night. And she's like, I love you. I want to be with you for the rest of my life. I can't wait to get married. And he's like, <laughs> well, oh, that was a dream last night. It was just a crazy dream. We're going to forget. We're going to lock it away, right? And we're never going to tell our parents. And, and it's I'm just like, like, are you ew, fucking ew, kidding me? Ew. Are you fucking kidding me? You're trying to convince me? I mean... More or less an adult that yeah. she, you, you were just asleep. Yeah. And then she's like, wait, so you're saying that we essentially had the same dream? He's like, yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> Blame that on Rio. <laughs> Everyone has a sad dream space like the Matrix, right? <laughs> it's not like you take a blue pill or a red pill. We both got on the Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> and that was it. So they're having one of several outdoor breakfasts where there's just monkeys and birds shitting and pissing everywhere. I mean, it's an orgy house. I mean, it really is because, like, fucking uh, Joe Bologna, uh, right before she kisses uh, Michael Caine, she, like, gets in bed with her father and is just, like, wrapping her hand. Like, it's, it's just, just a it's, little that's too weird. She's loose. Like, it's a she's lot like, too. Wake up. <laughs> it's just, and I mean, like, I'm sorry. If. It's just, it's gross. The whole thing, like the, the daddy thing, and it's all happening, and we're, I'm happy with my, my daughter being naked. She's happy with me being half naked. She's waking me up from my bed. No, 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 none of it. No, <laughs> none of it. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> Everybody stop. Let's all act like fucking adults and go, go to a fucking museum. You're somewhere, you're in a different country. <laughs> There's got to be a nice museum you can go to, have a cup of coffee, talk about things. Maybe there's a fucking theme park. Miles of rainforest to go on tours in. It's real. They got that huge Jesus statue. Go yeah, take a go look at see, that. Go, I would love to see the Jesus statue. I've seen it in movies a hundred times. They've seen it in this movie. They fly by it. They do. But they, nobody. Go, there's no tourism whatsoever because it's all just too sexy, isn't it? Well, let me let me tell you, Steve. Like, if you go to Thailand on a sexcation, <laughs> you know, you're not going to see the Bangkok International Museum of Art. You're not uh, taking any sorts of river trips. You're going where the fun is. And this is a sexcation. And the weird thing about this movie, not the, the one weird thing, is like there's there's a difference between a movie about you know like an old man getting into a relationship with a young girl, and like showing how shallow and stupid and crazy and disgusting that is, 
And then there's a movie that sexualizes that young girl to no end, and that's this movie, yeah. not oh, the yeah. first one. Like if you if you had like PG weird like cutaway, you know what I mean? That we know it's happening, but we never have to fucking chew on it. Yeah, that's a different story. That's a movie I can almost get behind. You're putting it right in my face. We yeah. see like the behind shot of her taking off a bikini. We just see the bare back. Yeah, exactly. And you don't see anything in front, but her front is everywhere. Oh, it's you, just in your face. You see that Quentin Tarantino pan up like Reservoir Dogs, like right? It's <laughs> about to happen <laughs> stuck in the middle of you with uh, with you's happening and we just pan up mm-hmm. and we hear the screams and then we come back down and they're smoking cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> which is i think what happens in reservoir dogs right now uh, yeah michael madsen fucks that cop <laughs> i think Absolutely. that's what, it, what fucks happened. marvin nash <laughs> so they're having this breakfast She's got shaving cream all over her face. All over her face because they've been making out. Like he's like he's like, You have to get out of here. And she's like, All right, just one quick kiss. And he's like, Well, all right. If it's only a little kiss, that's fine. <laughs> Where then, is it gonna be? Yeah. <laughs> what are you kissing? Well, well as I understand it, hell is a uh it's an absolute place, right? I'm going there. So mm-hmm. fuck it, right? But, but you know what? That's tears. So I'm going to go for the lowest tier possible. <laughs> so, yeah, they come out to breakfast. She's got shaving cream all over her face. And Joseph Bologna, he's a real overbearing father. And he's like, hey, what's that on your face there? And she's like, mm, oh, it's whipped cream. And she, like, puts a grape on the oh. shaving cream and eats it to cover up this crazy charade. Well, the weird that's the weird thing about him being an overbearing father is that he's not until he is, and it's weird. Like, I understand, like, when things come to light, no matter... Any father in the universe, liberal as anything, is going to try and cave somebody's fucking head in. No, and I'm not criticizing him for that, but I am criticizing him for things like, where are you going? Who are you talking to? You better call me right before you get penetrated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is it's, this dude's fucking policy. It's At- a weird hopscotch to do. <laughs> but after you've told her you can stay out till 1 a.m. in Rio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, by yourself. By and yourself. She knows that you're on a sex vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've told her almost outright that she's also now on a sex vacation. I don't think he sleeps in the jungle house many times. Like, maybe twice? No, he's He's going to the clubs. He's He's got this thing on the side. Yeah, and it's... I mean, I don't want every father to be Liam Neeson and Taken, but I think this guy could learn a thing or two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, just amp it up a little bit. Don't get your wires crossed so much with your mixed messages and whatnot. And that's the thing, though. It's not her fault. She's just a kid expressing herself and fucking creepy old granny kane is the fucking lecherous pimp in this movie ah uh, thank you <laughs> and it's just and he never gets blamed it's all her it's all yep. put on her it's like this crazy sex bot's just chasing me around this villa what am i supposed to do yeah this this teenage horn dog girl's getting blamed who's going through the roof with hormones and divorce and everything divorce. else rio's getting blamed <laughs> rio should not be blamed michael kane's name in this movie should be rio <laughs> that's the rio in which you are blaming it on okay oh man and he's just like oh what am i gonna do i guess i can't do anything but have sex <laughs> with this girl every waking moment all right is that okay with you, parrots? Can't talk, can you? Excellent. <laughs> Is that okay with you there, housekeeper? What's that? Tongue cut out from a militia in the jungle? <laughs> Blame it on Rio! <laughs> yeah, it's a hilarious mute thing where she keeps catching them in the wrong situation and shaking her head. Just disapproval. One eye up. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So then, you know, we have like another day at the beach and who cares? But we get back to the parrot house that night where Michael Caine is making a hilarious salad. <laughs> like they're having this dinner and, you know, Joe Bologna is running around the kitchen being all Italian, making gravies and stuffed peppers and whatnot. Stirring the sauce. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> but, and the funny thing is this is when he's talking to him about the he's like. Well, you know, uh, you know, she, she last summer she told she told me she wanted to go on birth control, and I said no way. And my guy's like, oh, 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 fuck. <laughs> well, you just pulled the alarm. <laughs> I'm going to make my noose. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh uh, yeah, but you know, I actually kind of I calmed down. I said it was her decision because she's a liberated woman, but she also has to tell me when she's gonna have sex, and I want details and pictures. But it's not weird, right? <laughs> And, you know, Michael Caine's like, oh, this is weird. And he starts shaving these carrots. And he's, <laughs> There's a carrot salad. It's this. It's a mountain of shaved carrots. It's fucking close encounters of shaved carrots. <laughs> it's, it's a carrot slaw is what it is, I believe. It's amazing. There's like a couple of lettuce leaves like a, for your base. Yes. And then like a couple of cherry tomatoes here and there. And then this mound of carrots. Carrot shavings. And you're like, wow, that's a lot of carrots. And then he pulls up the, the shaver. Yeah, the grater. And there's even more <laughs> carrots underneath the bed of carrots. And this is a salad. This is a man making a salad <laughs> that is passed around at this dinner table. So they set the table, eating outside so all the monkeys and birds can still be pissing and shitting all over everything. And Debbie Moore and Jennifer come back. And Debbie Moore's like, hey, pig. And he's like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, hello, Demi. And she, she's got a boyfriend. She's like, I'm going to go out with Sergio here, and he's going to fuck my brains out. And you got nothing to say, do you? Oh, really? Weird. Nothing. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. And, you know, yes, Michael Caine's horrible. Sure. I'm not defending him at all. The least this Sergio fella could have done was say hello. Like, he's like, hey, where's this boy? I want to know his name before you go out with him. And she's like, yeah, but fuck you. <laughs> I then, wish I had a cigarette. I'd put it out in your fucking old eyeball. And then this dude, like, kind of, like, reaches in and grabs, like, a piece of meat off the table. Like, Joe Bologna's meatballs or something. <laughs> and just takes a bite. Shaved like, meat pile. <laughs> shaved pile of beef. And then she's like, come on, Sergio. We're going inside. And this dude doesn't say a word. It's like, you know what, man? Yeah. Say hello. If you want to be an asshole, you can still be an asshole and say hello. Hey, hey there, dad. Yeah. Pretend like you know something. Maybe she told you some shit. She probably did tell him, and, it, and she's just like, hold it in. If he does anything, just hold it in. Don't I say want anything. to punch him in the face. Yeah, this guy's probably a Catholic. He's fucking disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> just He's... another one giving us bad names. <laughs> exactly. And of course, but... there's some fucking, you know, they sit down to dinner and there's a lot of fucking under the table hijinks. Well, that's the thing. Jennifer doesn't go off with the youngins. Nope. She wants to hang out with. Daddy and Uncle Matthew, my two dads, <laughs> and it's just dad is uh, is three inches away from you. The guy that you've that you've been you've known your entire life has raised you like a father. You're rubbing his leg next to it, and uh, and if you're Michael Caine, you're like, oh, that's right, she's fucking crazy, and it's <laughs> and I'm a monster for exploiting it. Of course, that's what it is. Why didn't I think of this sooner? Why I feel like a real stupid cow. 
just Joe Bologna. She's, she's rubbing them off. Joe yeah. Bologna, like that's what's amazing is there's some dumbass song playing because all the music in this movie is terrible. It's like fucking Portuguese jazz, and you could keep it all. And she's just rubbing this dude off, and he's like, "Oh, I keep dropping my napkin," <laughs> and she's like rubbing, like I'll get that stain out. And Joe Bologna's like, "Oh, we're a great family here." My best, my best English buddy here, my little daughter who looks hot tonight, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of respectful, so I'm not going to say it out loud. I think there's something in this scene where he's like, these are the two people closest to me on the entire planet. Well, and he's like, he's at the edge of every rope he's got. Yeah, oh, because, absolutely. Because he's like, oh, you know, he makes some weird toast. He's like, I love both of you so much, and this fucking bitch is bleeding me dry, <laughs> but I gotta go, I'm gonna go to the sex house now. The like, fact that this man finding out what he finds out at the end of the movie makes it to the end credits without taking his own life i, I don't understand yeah. it. i i want to know how strong this guy is get this guy on oprah and talk about personal strength <laughs> there, yeah there is a suicide attempt in this and it's not him it's shockingly kind of shocking shockingly it's not joseph bologna and it's not michael kane successfully doing so <laughs> Man, I wish he just fucking kicked that chair out from underneath himself, huh? And it's not just a hand jibber she's trying to get off of this guy. It's a fucking... She's, like, pouring sugar on the table and writing, I heart you on it. She's mouthing, I love you to him. I would go upstairs, go in the bathtub, fill it up, and throw a toaster in it. (laughs) I mean, man, this is a five-alarm problem. Or maybe just as a tip... To, as a as a way to to like apologize to Joe Bologna, just do it Roman style and open your wrists. <laughs> and uh. just, so he's like, "Well, it's almost eight o'clock, and I haven't fucked yet. Talk to you later." Hey, you babysit my kid. He <laughs> says. Now again, everybody, let's just take a moment. We're about to talk about the next sequence in this film. This is your last fucking chance, people. <laughs> I know, I know. New listeners. I mean, you know Old what? listeners. Oldest <laughs> friends. The Judge Dredd episode is a great time. It's so much fun, right? Folks like uh, like our Baby Cakes episode. Yeah. Invisible just, Child's pretty strong. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, just... There's this a whole is catalog. It. There's it's a whole, like, 140-odd episodes. It's your last chance. We even talk about some exploitation films that are less disgusting than this movie. I, we've done Poison Ivy. <laughs> Poison We Ivy. did a movie where a Bigfoot monster rips off a dude's cock. Listen to that. Okay. Speaking of listening to something, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just can't say what. Mm-hmm. None of us can. No, I, I, I don't, I don't no. want to do it. I re- and, and plus, people are like, that Sadek's a fucking pig. And you know what? <laughs> I'm not. It's this movie. Well, you are a pig, but <laughs> sure. not for this reason. Now, all right. I'll set the scene then. So Joseph Bologna says, listen, I got to go get this shit wet. It's been eight <laughs> hours. I'm drying out. It's, it's a real problem. I got to yeah. take care of yeah. this. So, so, you know, he's like, I'm out of here. <clears throat> Michael Caine says, uh, you know, well, you're just going to leave your, your daughter here alone? He's like, no, you're going to be the babysitter. This guy gets a little Rodney from time and again, and I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Sure. So he's like, oh, hey, kid, you're going to sit home and babysit my daughter. It's fine. And he goes off. He's going to go put it somewhere. It's not like you're going to enter her or anything. Yeah. <laughs> he just drives down the driveway laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck my daughter. That's great. <laughs> my oldest friend. I mean, I would have to kill myself if that happened. Am I right? Kill so, everybody in the house, too. <laughs> so she's out of the picture. Hey, you ever seen a shine in Michael Caine? 
I got an axe. I would never do it. Need it because you never betray me like that, right, pal? Talk to you later. <laughs> Rhoda's just driving up in like a snowplow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that snow cat can't get here soon enough. That snow cat never gets to where it needs to go. Taking that snow cat through the jungles of Brazil. <laughs> so, so, so she's she's uh, she's she's home with Michael Caine. You know, they start making out immediately. Make, the door's not even closed all the way. Mm-hmm. He didn't even start the car. And they're making out, and he's like, no, we can't do this. This is wrong. It's, it's wrong, I say. And she's like, but I'm in love with you because I'm a Tex Avery cartoon. <laughs> and uh, so, god damn it. All right, so we cut. They've had sex. They've had sex. They're in a, they're in a hammock. It looks pretty comfortable. I love a good hammock. Probably the same hammock that Joe Bologna is going to like rest in the next day and be like, mm-hmm. you know, life yeah. isn't so bad. You yeah, know, really like, just... Really clear in his head. He's, yeah. Got a good, like, Bologna novel just there. To, like, <laughs> hey, Bologna, Bologna. Got it. Perfect. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> and so then they're reminiscing post-coitus, of course. Like, like you would with, with a lover. Smoking a cigarette. You're in a hammock. You're in Rio. It's fantastic. Ah, let's uh, think about the old days. <clears throat> and here's a little bit of that scene. <laughs> what? I was just remembering the first time I kissed you. It was at your christening. Your mother was powdering your bottom. And I said I wanted to be the first man to kiss it. (laughs) And I leaned over, and I did. How dare you drive a tiny baby wild with desire. (laughs) Good God. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm supposed to blame that on Rio? Rio wasn't anywhere near that fucking church. (laughs) No! And... She's so nuts. And like, it's, she's playing into what she thinks he wants, and he's just yes. all into it. Yeah. That's the problem. She is not, at least at the outset, like totally crazy. No. He she, drives her mad. She's a teenage girl who got fucked and thinks that this is what this dude wants. Yeah. So there can be more fucking, and everybody can be happy and having a great time, and nobody has to blame Rio for anything. <laughs> well, that's exactly. <laughs> that's the worst part is that he plays the victim in every scene. He's just a big, sad, sack, selfish piece of shit, and he's just like yet, like trying, like he's like, oh, poor, like oh, poor me, or some shit like that, and you just want him to shut up, shut up, and kill himself. And <laughs> it, seriously, that's the only thing I'd like him to do in this film. Or chemical castration, whichever comes first. Yeah. And so the next morning, she's like, I got to tell my daddy. And he's like, oh, no. And he's thinking about killing her maybe a little bit. Probably yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Not a lot, but a little bit. I mean, it is Rio. Yeah. You can blame that on you Rio. Can, you can, you can, you blame can it on pay Rio. those Capoeira guys to take care of it. Oh, my God. She was killed in a parade. <laughs> and then you just walk away. Blame it on Rio. Blame, blame that whole, you file that whole thing in your, in your mind palace and blame that on Rio. You keep it, you keep it in the same room you got Moriarty and you keep on walking. It's Moriarty chained to a wall and a dead 17 year old girl. Sure. Who was quote, trampled in a parade. <laughs> Just all in your mind, palace. Well, there's this gunshot to her temple. Are you <laughs> sure it was a, a stampede, you said? It was a gun parade. <laughs> you know how they are. 
You know how that. <laughs> so she goes into debt. She has to wake her dad up every morning, you know, just by hugging him. And he's like, oh, my, my darling angel, you know. And there is a good thing to point out here, though, to uh, if, if anyone wasn't convinced that Michael Caine's a scumbag in this movie, uh, at that point where she, she's like, I love you and I want to tell my dad, his solution is, well, I uh, maybe love you too. I don't know necessarily. I know for one, we should not tell your father, but I would like to keep up the fucking if at all possible. <laughs> it's like, oh man, you dirt eating scumbag. It's outrageous. And she's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's my favorite scene of the movie because I think it's going where I want it to go. Because, like, he doesn't even know, like, she says that kind of vaguely and runs off. He doesn't know what she's doing. He, he's in the room next to, to Bologna and, you know, she starts to cry and she's telling about all about this affair she's been having and he starts to lose his shit. And Kate's like, oh no, oh fuck, oh, oh fuck, oh, 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 oh. And he starts like, he's like getting like half dressed and like packing this bag he to drops nowhere. the stethoscope he's had put up against the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is the part like, you know, the old, if when is Steve going to kill himself? I hope that Steve has a stronger moral fortitude not to fuck my best friend's 16-year-old daughter that I fucking christened. <laughs> but let's just say I'm a monster, right? Let's just imagine that. Well, listen, man. There's never been anyone more successful at driving a baby wild. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to re-chill my yeah. bones. <laughs> yeah, they get a little warm for a second. <laughs> yeah, I was warming up. And this is when I'm making the news, right? This is when I'm yes. writing writing a real quick letter to my wife and my daughter and be like, I'm so sorry. So oh sorry. Dear and, Rhoda, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when I'm making the news and it's like, here it comes. This is what they're just that's the only thing. And like when she's like, and he's forty three, and like that's when I kick the bucket out. And yep. then, <clears throat> I would wait till a name is given. Yeah. I mean, yeah, me too. I mean, at the end of everything, I'm still taking my own life. You have to, right? But if it means like another day or two of hanging out in Rio and continuing this farce for a little bit. Sure. If a name's not given, I might not kick the chair. Not a guarantee, but I might not kick the chair. I just want to lie my way out of this until I can get (laughs) home and like find some sleeping pills. You want to kill yourself on American soil? (laughs) Yeah. Like a comfortable bed that's my bed and yeah, some sleeping had, pills. You can put your favorite record on. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah, you do like Joni a- Mitchell's blue is on. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm ready to go. You do like a two day movie marathon of your favorites. <laughs> See them all right before the end. I'm programming the Chris Cavan Suicide Film Festival. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> And no, she kind of, she backs off. He, he loses it. Bologna loses his shit. He's ready. To, I'll kill the son of a bitch. He's like, but he's like, why didn't you call me first? <laughs> what like, about the pact? Yeah, you like, promised me in the pact. Like that matters, Bologna, you fucking simpleton. He starts going off like Talia Shire's husband in The Godfather. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's throwing all sorts of things everywhere. Yeah, and he's, he's pissed. He's pissed, but he's not like, he's not mad at her, which is kind of nice. You know what I mean? It, it, he's like, it's that stupid father thing of like, oh, I don't, I don't see my kid as a sexual being. Obviously, she was raped, even though she definitely was raped. Oh, he forced you on the beach. I know it. I mean, that's rape. Uh, <laughs> but she's, uh, she's like, uh, but I fucked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but he, he tricked you somehow. He did trick her somehow. <laughs> and then after this, she says, "Daddy, I love him." Ugh. The most disgusting phrase I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's when I would kick the chair. Yeah. <laughs> That's when me as Joe Bologna, I'm all filled with Italian rage, right? I go, 
all right, I've been meaning to talk to you about this, and I really now more than ever. We gotta retire the daddy thing. Really, I, I, I honestly, it's we've all outgrown it. It creeps people out now more than ever that you're having sex with a man my age. Please retire the daddy business. A good pop, a good father. Yeah, pa. I call my dad pa all the time. You're Italian. You should be proud of that. Pa, pop. See how that sounds coming out of your Italian mouth? It's fantastic. By the way, here's the thing about uh, Joe Bologna that he didn't really think about when she says, "Daddy, I love him." You pretend like you're totally cool with it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, honey, why didn't you say so? My God, yep. you love him? Oh, well, then it doesn't matter. Love sees through all ages. <laughs> it don't matter if you're 100 and you're 16. It's fine as long as you love each other. Now, when do I get to meet this nice fella? She drops the name. Then you go in the next room and kill him. You got to trick her into giving you the yep. name. Mm-hmm. But instead, he's flying off the handle, blaming everything on Rio. <laughs> Everyone's blaming way too much on Rio. Poor Rio, yeah. man. You know what? And we just said that, by, by the way, about Rio. <laughs> Debbie Moore is the only one taking responsibility for her actions in Rio. Where's the deleted scene where she's going to the library and looking up types of plants she can find in the jungle? <laughs> oh, this is like, she, yeah, she, she goes hang gliding at one point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. She's having a blast. She's having an appropriate time. She has a little bit of a young love affair. That's fun. Now, here's the thing. If you have to criticize this movie on something other than how horrendous the characters in this story act, it has to be that storytelling-wise and structurally, this movie kind of takes a takes a real dead stop when Joseph Bologna launches his own investigation as Ugh. to finding out who this man is, which is what you reminded me of with the hang gliding scene because it's kind of a montage of them going around like, all right, Michael Caine, uh, who do you think this fucking asshole could be? Well, yeah, cause he, he goes next door and he, it, it's like, you know, it's really a lot of this is three's company gags. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to kill that. I'm going to kill the person who killed my daughter, my, who fucked my daughter. He's like, oh, 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 uh, listen. And he's like, whenever I find out whoever that may be. And it's like, hey, that's funny. Yeah. And then they go, they're, they're partners in this. And he's like, I'll help you find that son of a bitch. And I mean, when you find him, I'll help you cut his balls off. <laughs> yeah, why not? Possibly. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's a bit of a trade-off because this part of the movie is, I mean, dead boring. <laughs> but, I mean, my blood oh, pressure is lower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my blood pressure just goes down a little bit where I'm not screaming at the television for everybody to stop. Listen, I mean, this is, this is, a, this is a little great inside story here. So Chris and I had seen this movie beforehand. Eric has also seen this movie. Steve had never seen it. And Steve had no idea what this movie was about. So... Just a little insight into the, the We Hate Movies process. We always watch the movies separately and then come together the next day or whatever and, and sure. talk about it. But today, we're, we're on the, the second half of a doubleheader here. We're in the afternoon game. And, uh, you know, we we're like, oh, we'll just watch the movie together. The, 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 the Dom DeLuise wheeze laughing at watching Steve watch this movie <laughs> and the horror of someone who doesn't know what this particular movie Like, I can watch... Like, you can show someone Memento, right? Yeah. You're like, what's this? I don't know what this is about. Okay, just watch it. You can just watch Fight Club or whatever. Yeah. It's fine. You don't know what it's about? Watch it. You can't do that to someone with this movie. No, you can't. You have to tell them. I didn't. I had no idea. And you know what? Even more inside baseball. I'm an Italian, Russian, kind of half Jewish. You know, a lot, lot, lot of Mediterranean in my, bo- my blood. I'm olive skin for the most part. I am white as a sheet as I <laughs> as I record this podcast. I am fucking albino right now because it's disgusting. 
Oh, mercy me. So, yeah, they're going around. There is that hilarious scene where Demi Moore's getting ready for a hang gliding date. And he's like, uh, come on, tell me. Who's fucking her? Yeah, maybe you should uh, not reveal knowledge uh, that you have uh, on your friends like that. Well, wh- whose side are you on here? And she's like, I'm just trying to go hang gliding. Nobody what? likes a rat. <laughs> Why don't we just stick to physical attributes? <laughs> we don't have to get names involved. Just some physical attributes. How, how long is her nails? Look, I tried this physical attribute thing, and uh, she described an old woman to me. <laughs> Your plan was useless. She said perm. She said big glasses. She said (laughs) worrying all the time. Holy fuck, it was Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) I'm going to kill Robin Williams. Estelle Getty's going to fucking get it. (laughs) But the the worst part about the Demi Moore subplot is she's like, she knows everything. And like, she's just sitting on it. And these two girls sleep in the same room. And of course... Fucking Jennifer's hugging a Winnie the Pooh teddy bear every night. Oh, yeah. You know what? You saw her suck this dude's dick on a beach. Now she's just hugging a teddy bear. Doesn't that make you feel like the worst fucking scumbag for watching this movie? <laughs> and she keeps coming in at night after the, her and Michael Caine are having, her and fucking Demi Moore's father are having rendezvous. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Do you hate me? And she's like, no, I hate him. And she believes it. Which is total bullshit. And I don't think that this movie that I'm about to mention is really realistic, but American Beauty had that part right. It's fucking <laughs> that piece of shit, uh, the one that doesn't work anymore. Well, neither of them Thor Birch? Thor Mina Bur- Suvari? Yes. Oh. Mina Suvari, neither of them work anymore. Uh, <laughs> Mina Suvari, fucking, she, like, getting Kevin Bacon all riled up. Spacey. She, yeah, Kevin Spacey all riled up and, like, she's getting into it. Thora Birch is like, you're fucking disgusting. Like, what the fuck are you doing to my dad? And that movie also has the right of the right mind. Like, there's some like kind of sexy little fantasies. But at the moment, Kevin Spacey's like, oh wait, I'm not a monster. I can't do this because you're a child and I'm an adult. I can't do that. And she gets all upset, and everybody learns a little message. And then fucking, you know, obviously Chris Cooper's gonna kill him for being gay. It's fine. <laughs> It's totally fine. It's it makes, fine. That, that makes sense. It's, it's what wish happens. Chris Cooper blew someone's brains oh, out. Oh, I in wish. This movie. He fu- yeah, maybe he's he's doing some black ops in this movie because. Oh he, yeah, these are his early days. These are his early days of Chris Cooper. He just wants to kill everybody. Oh for- yeah, he can, well actually, he could be the uh, father of Sergio. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Sergio's father. Look, Sergio's he just kept- selling everybody all sorts of great weed. <laughs> I suck the best dick in four counties, <laughs> or whatever that line is from that overrated movie. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah, that would be great, actually. Chris Cooper's, like, coming back from a tour in Nicaragua, and he stops <laughs> off in Rio for a vacation. He's just, he was in City of God, and now he's here. <laughs> yeah, City of God is around the corner. Yeah, 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 an hour plane ride. <laughs> hour plane ride from City of God. This little fucking silly shit is happening. So, yeah, I mean, it's the boring. I, don't, I hate saying the word boring about this part, because it's the part I would watch a hundred times before it's the, the fucking christening scene. It's the part with, uh, without all the filthy sex in it. So long as both, both parties are old enough to consent, I'm fine with it. <laughs> and, you know, maybe the, the, this little investigation, which is boring, will stop Michael Caine from being like, I do remember that one soccer practice you had. They're like, ew, 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 stop it, stop <laughs> Just shut up, you fucking old lady. I remember your... Uh... Your your primary school graduation, I do. Remember it remember it very well, actually. That was a pretty little dress. I had front row seats, I did. What's your name? Detective Stabler. <laughs> uh, actually, I have something on the oven. Yeah. You get the hell out of my house, Stabler! <laughs> that, oh, wh- 
You oh, and your way old but still sexually attractive partner. <laughs> That's what I want is all those times Stabler goes off the grid to get somebody. This is the time. Man, there's that horseshit episode where he goes to the Czech Republic. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the front door. <laughs> and then he works with that old detective named the Falcon or some yeah. shit like that. Yep. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, Michael Caine's running him around in circles, you know. Uh, he knows the eye color yeah, oh, of the he? individual. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. And, and then there's another scene where uh, Bologna gets into her diary. And it's amazing because Michael says, well, that's just a, 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 a rampant invasion of her privacy, I think. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to do that. Now you're crossing a line. <laughs> it's one thing I can't stand. It's people crossing lines. It's a landmine in there. And, <laughs> you, know what, you know what he finds, by the way, is a fucking Polaroid selfie that she <sighs> takes full frontal, by the oh, way, yeah. which we see the photo shoot because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you just throw that in there, Stan Donen? Well, that, I feel like Stanley Donen's entire, I mean, this is his last movie. The movie before this is, uh, I think it's called like Saturn 3. Saturn 3, It yeah. is horrendous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is obviously much worse. Uh, <laughs> but like, I feel like the whole shoot is just like, eh, fuck it. Like, I feel like every directorial, like, do you maybe not want to show her, like, doing this whole thing? Maybe from the back, a good, like, back shot? This is the scene where there's the full frontal nudity, and you're like, why does this have to be there? That's Well, that's the weird thing about this movie, though, is it's, it, it's almost that kind of blasé, who-gives-a-shit sex farce. But it seems it's turning the corner on like passion project because of all the chances it's taking. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I I'm not I'm not throwing stones at nobody. I, 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 yeah. But it's just it's one of those things. Like, this isn't a movie. You, it's hard to make this movie on accident. Is what I'm saying. It is. But you know the other thing. I mean, we keep using the word farce, and you know what goes along with farce 100 percent of the time? Jokes. Yep. Yeah. Jokes, gags, laughs, giggles, any of them. <laughs> there's and none. There's. There's nothing funny in this movie. It, the funniest shit is just how 90% of the shots have parrots somewhere. In, <laughs> you, in the composition, there's just a parrot just hanging out. It's well, like a Highlights for Kid magazine. You look at it like a coffee table. You're like, oh, is that the leg of a table? No, it's a parrot. Like, it's was amazing. that a lampshade? Not the toucan. <laughs> that grandfather clock looks an awful lot like a huge parrot. <laughs> Uh, oh. There's also paintings of parrots. It's <laughs> all not, over this it's, house. It's not enough. We've got live, multiple kinds of birds all over the place. We need paintings of those parrots in case the paintings, or in case the parrots aren't around. You open, have the paintings. An open door pet store. <laughs> it must smell like shit. Man. I was just gonna I, say I, it's gotta smell like shit. Well, that's actually great for Michael Caine because fucking Joe Bologna can't smell the sex. Yeah. <laughs> Just the overwhelming stench of parrot shit. And then there's also like a weird subplot where she, like, he keeps, Michael Caine keeps trying to break it off, right? He's like, I can't do this anymore. Oh, whoops, I did again. And yeah, like, he keeps trying to break it off. Like, I keep trying to get in shape, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Less That's an unused gym membership <laughs> if I've ever seen one. Oh, that 1999 just goes out of the checking account every month. Yeah. I'm trying. He's trying to break it off by saying things like, we can't tell your father, but I'll still fuck you. And really like, trying. And she, he, at one point he does actually break up with her and he's like, you know, you got to find a boy your own age. And she like starts doing witchcraft to him, which is hilarious. Like, it's really, it's really weird because he actually like 
tosses her off on this dude. Yeah. He's like, oh, who's that over there? He seems like a fine fellow. He's and, your age, too. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's Rudy. Mm. And uh, he's like, oh, well, that clearly isn't his name, but Andrew couldn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Go talk to him. And then she's like, okay, I will. And he's like, ah, done. And he leaves and she's, she like watches him go. And then it's like, all right, off to the witch doctor I go. And now there's just magic in this movie. And it doesn't come to anything except for the only legitimate laugh which oh, yeah. is she puts like a half circle of candles around his doorway and michael kane walks out in the morning and steps on a lit candle and it's hilarious oh fuck it's <laughs> on my fucking foot <laughs> bad enough joe baloney is probably i slit my throat do you talk to the mobu again <laughs> It would be great though. I mean, I don't know. It's, and I, I'm part Italian, so I feel like I can get away with this. But like, if like Joe Bologna keeps asking him to go in like car rides, he's like, wait, why? Well, no, we're gonna go find this son of a bitch, right? That's that's we gotta find him down the road. Just me, you, and Gino. Who's Gino? An old friend of mine. What? Come on in. We're buddies. Come on. I know. I kind of wanted to be like an Abe Vigoda. So he's like, oh, do you think you could give me one more chance? <laughs> Do you think just one more? Do you think you can get me out of this? Hey, you're never gonna believe this. I found Brazil's equivalent to the Meadowlands. Let's go for a drive. <laughs> get me off the hook for old time's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Abe Vigoda getting killed in that movie. Uh, it's so great. He's just so graceful <sighs> and like, oh, well, I've I've lived a life, and then he wound up living another forty nine years. He's still is he still alive? He's still alive. Wow, he's a vampire, huh? He's a vampire who's doing it all wrong. <laughs> He's kept aging. <laughs> or unless Abe Vigoda became a vampire when he was 80 years old. That's a shitty time that to become a vampire. That is the worst time to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so at some point, uh, finally, it all comes out, right? Like, um, Joe Bologna starts just beating up people randomly in the street. Like he's like, you're the 40-year-old motherfucker. And he starts beating up this guy at a, at a dance club. And then, like, there's this other guy, this other Portuguese guy that kind of looks like Walt Disney, who's hilarious. <laughs> and he's, like, their kind of tour guide a bit. And like, I think he's their neighbor, too. He's a, yeah, he's their neighbor. He's over for sexy breakfast an awful lot. <laughs> and he's like, you son of a bitch, it was you the whole time. And, like, instead of... Finally, Michael Caine speaks up after the other guy gets the shit kicked out of him by Joe Bologna. Oh, oh yeah. the singer of the ba- they go to a nightclub and he's like, the daughter gets on stage. They're spying on her. They're like following her. The daughter gets on stage and she's dancing with this dude. And then the dude's like singing a song. And Michael Caine is the only one who speaks Portuguese. And he's translating like the lyrics to this song that this fucking nightclub owner is just singing or whatever. And the dude's like, oh, oh, that's it. That's got to be him. And like rushes the stage and starts beating the shit out of this guy. This guy's clearly 20 years old. Not matching the profile at all. At all. Doesn't no. have a perm. No, nothing. And then, you know, he, he starts, he's gonna beat up Walt Disney and <laughs> Michael Caine's like, it was me. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, just hit me already. Just hit me. He's like, no, no, I'm not gonna hit you. Would, you know, meet me by that, uh, old, old warehouse. Uh, I got some mint coats for you. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the farther back, the farther back. Keep going. Keep going. The good coats are farther back. Keep going. <laughs> no. Ah. Uh, no, you know, I'm going to come back later. I'm going to come back later. I'm going to pick up the kids. That Janice Rossi is a whore. You have a whore living in your building, sir, and her name is Janice Rossi. 4B. 4B, are you listening to me? Oh. I see you all. That's the best performance she's ever done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> it's a great performance. That's not a slight at all. No, it's not. But her character's useless on The Sopranos. Sure is. And it's this bullshit. And, and this is when the movie turns, and you're like, wait, what? Because, like, yes, of course you would lay out all those British teeth, right? With one fucking yeah. fist. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pretty loose to begin with. with. A fist? I think you mean a Louisville slugger. <laughs> and he just sits down, and he's like, I mean, it's kind of actually nice because, like, he's not a hot headed Italian, even though we're monsters. This movie is a little. No, 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 we're better than this movie. Uh, and just, it's the, come on, it's the only time in this movie he's not yelling. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, I can't believe it was you. Why'd you have to tell me? You ruined my, uh, you just, you ruined my whole life. Couldn't you just say Rio did it? <laughs> yeah. Aren't you going to blame it on Rio? I'm so sorry. I can't, I, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed right now. I, What's I, amazing, by the way, and in the shittiest part of filmmaking technique in this movie is, oh, I forgot. Like he's freaking out. He's going to punch Walt Disney and Michael Caine says, no, it's me. And in, the background there's just blue lights that start flashing like it's a fucking old ass hollywood movie sternly donan uh this blue light for lightning and then just a rumble of thunder like he's the fucking wicked witch of the west like it's unbelievable and it happens twice he kind of looks like the wicked witch of the west <laughs> and you know he's just like oh you know i wish you didn't even tell me and he's like He's like, oh, just hit me. It would make me feel better. It's like, well, if it doesn't, if it makes you feel better, I'm not going to do it. And right. that's kind yeah, of nice. Yeah, totally. It's a nice thing. And the rest of this movie now, it's Michael Caine trying to convince Joe Bologna that it's okay that he's having <laughs> sex with his daughter. And what's ridiculous? Like, he wants to like, ask her out on a date. Like, it's ridiculous. He's like, well, now, you know, now, out. now everything's out. The cat's out of the bag. We can keep fucking, yeah. you know, and I'm just, I'm going to tell your dad that I'm in love with you. And you're like, wait, man, I thought this movie was over with. Like, there well, should but- be a big fight and everybody moves out of the jungle house and that's the end of it. Well, it's her. I mean, remember, it's her that's very much like, well, now it's out in the open. We can do this. It's mm-hmm. much more her yeah. than him because, I mean, eventually he's like, Oh, I can't do. I mean, oh, you, oh, commitment. Oh, fuck, fuck, <laughs> yeah, that's no. that's the problem. <laughs> and somewhere in all this nonsense, Demi Moore calls Rhoda and she's like, "Hey, Rhoda, you really better get back here. Uh, someone's about to blame something on Rio, <laughs> and Dad's gonna get in some trouble." And in this case, Rio is innocent. <laughs> And, like, Demi Moore is, like, applying for colleges, like, you know, just having a really smart summer vacation. Like a good, like, John Houston movie is happening in the background of this movie. She's getting a lot of titles knocked off her summer reading list. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like, well, I'm, I mean, I know that we're not going to cover that until freshman year, but I better get it done now. Oh, yeah. Going on dates with a guy who turns out to be a prince. Yes. She's, like, learning conversational Portuguese so she can get certified. And that's that's that language requirement done already. She doesn't have to worry Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Yeah. She's just knocking stuff off the academic checklist in this movie. <laughs> so while all this is going on, you know, they're getting in this huge fight. Like, a day passes, and there's a little bit of nonsense going on where it's like, well, now we know so we can fuck in the house. And it's a lot of, like, Joe Bologna opening the door and, like, Michael King closes the door and they listen for, like, okay, he went to bed. Now I'm going to tiptoe in and fuck you. Oh, what's that? No. Oh, caught you again, huh? There's a lot of that. Is that somebody fucking or a parrot's feathers molting? I can't tell (laughs) in this fucking house. Stupid parrot house. (laughs) Goddamn living social escapes group on. (laughs) So the next morning they get in another fight and he's, like, arguing with Michael Caine. And Michael Caine's like, you know, look, listen. I love your daughter. Is that so crazy? I haven't been this happy in years, blah, blah, blah. 
Rhoda walks into the parrot house. I don't know how she got there that fast. And you know what? The red eye. Yeah, she took the red eye to God knows where. My second least favorite line, the one I will say because it's gross and it's at least Joe Bologna trying to get it. Uh, my at Michael Caine, but he's like, "What with this teething ring, I the wed?" And it's like, "Ew!" Can we stop making references to babies? (laughs) I would love it. I would fucking love it. Like, at least replace that with, like, oh, what, she gonna get married in her cheerleader uniform? Yeah, just something, something that, that she's gonna you know, carry a trapper keeper down the aisle. That's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with that one, Chris. Cause you know who doesn't have a trapper keeper? A baby. <laughs> exactly. You know who should be having sex? A baby. You know who should be aroused when they're kissed at their christening? A baby. This stupid movie. And yeah, so, so Rhoda shows up and she's all pissed off because she finds out what's going on. Like it takes her a while to figure it out. And she's pretty devastated. And you know, Valerie Harper's a great actress. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she's like, Oh my God, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. And she finally tells Michael Caine, Uh oh, something else is going on. Which is this third act twist is such bullshit. Because oh, it, it's bullshit. Oh, yeah. <sighs> because apparently, uh oh, she's been fucking Joe Bologna, and that's why she went on her own vacation, and that's why Joe Bologna was so upset that she wasn't going to come on vacation. It's like, <gasps> you son of a bitch, Joe Bologna! How <laughs> dare you have sex with my forty-one-year-old wife, who can make her own decisions and isn't, yeah. you know, addled? Hey, Michael Caine, you got a saddle for that high horse you're riding? <laughs> It's insane the way he, he reacts. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He's more pissed off than Joe Bologna got. And the story of the movie is now bullshit. I'm sorry. Like, you can't just now... It's Well, I guess everyone's a little bit in the wrong. No, 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 no. Like, there's, there's wrong, and then there's fucking immoral. There's mm-hmm. burglary, and then there's fucking homicide. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And yes. speaking of death... <laughs> It's, while all the while all the adults are in the room bickering with each other, nobody knew that the fucking third act, the apartment's going on in the next fucking room. And this girl, because she's so fucking messed up by this fucking old chicken hawk that's been feeding off her this entire movie, that she just she wants to kill herself. And it's like, oh, you know, Demi Moore's like, oh my god, you took all these pills; they're all over my school books. <laughs> and we go to the hospital. And, you know, everyone's in the waiting room. And, of course, because we have to keep linking this to babies. Uh, Joe Bologna's like, you know, <laughs> weird thing. My daughter being almost dead in that next room. Last time you, me, and you, me and her went to a hospital together was when she was born. And I'm like, oh, my <sighs> God. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, like, the most un- like unrealistic, and I know what movie I'm talking about, but the most unrealistic thing happens, they hug. Oh yeah. I don't want you to touch me again. Like ever again. Listen, um um I'm either buying you out of the business or you're buying me out of the business. Mm-hmm. We're never talking to each other ever again. Friendship over. You can take Rhoda, I'll take your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Tradesies. That's it. I'm definitely not giving you a hug just because our daughter OD'd on what turned out to be birth control pills, by the way. That's the gag. And Ew. And Michael Caine wipes his brow. Like, oh, phew. I was worried after that first time we had unprotected sex, and then <laughs> I, I found out she might not be on birth control. And then we fucked five other times in this movie, and I was still pretty worried when she wasn't on birth control. I mean, I was the man on wire for some time here. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this, this really settles my nerves. There's a really great cut in this movie when Demi Moore comes out, and she's like, 
blah 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 the pills it's totally like the, the gag the simpsons have used a couple times where it's like smash cut to the the ambulance yeah, oh out. yeah it's because <laughs> she's like i think there's pills on the floor <laughs> i did dust them off my cover of tale of two cities <laughs> and then this is when the movie really starts to wrap up because mm-hmm. the movie's over that was the climax a good old-fashioned suicide <laughs> attempt uh and Joe Bologna and Michael Caine have to stay in the same room because apparently there aren't enough rooms in the house and Rhoda wants to be alone. Yep. And Michael Caine is in these bikini bottoms. And it's that's all he's wearing. Joe Bologna's always got, Joe Bologna's in great fucking shape, BT dubs. Oh yeah, he prepped yeah. for this movie. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks like a uh, Harry Dean Stanton type. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton was an old man that could have kicked your ass. Oh, absolutely. Probably not so much anymore these days with Harry Dean Stanton being so old. He's turned a corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he was an older man who could really kick your ass. And they're, like, getting into bed. They're all angry at each other. And, like, Michael Caine has the fucking gall that to be mad at Joe Bologna. And Joe Bologna's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> you're like, I'm sorry I, I, I drank the last beer in the fridge, but you just fucking killed my dog. <laughs> There's a little bit of a difference. And they get into a big naked fight. You know, Michael Caine's taint is all <laughs> over. Just nuts. Blame with that taint. on Rio. It's and- insane. This guy's taint. <laughs> and I mean, Bologna has these linen, pa- like these linen pants on. His junk is just like hitting the t- like oh, tapping out. You got to give it to Joe Bologna. <laughs> You gotta give it to Joe Bologna, man. He knows he's in great shape, and through most of this movie, he's dressed like Jack LaLanne, and it's fantastic. It's really, really fantastic. This guy's in shape, and he doesn't give a fuck who knows. And, like, yeah, so much Michael Caine taint, and, of course, like, they're, like, kind of greedy. Joe Bologna's got him in a headlock, and, like, at the end, of course, the maid comes in, and it's like, uh-oh. Yeah, he's, like, he's clearly, like, mounted him in this move, <laughs> and they've broken the bed, like, why would this maid come in? Why I, would this maid still be here? I mean, in, I, uh, in that house, I wouldn't be that surprised. I'd be like, oh, okay, you're doing that too. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, you're fucking that? Do you want one of these birds for later? I'll keep one of the birds awake in uh, case you're interested. Well, here's your new sheets. Goodbye. <laughs> Congratulations, Alistair Crowley. And she just leaves. <laughs> How do you say I quit in Portuguese? <laughs> and, you know, next day, everyone's a little clearer head and, you know, like... Joe Bologna and Valerie Harper have this scene where he's like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do after, you know, when this divorce goes through, I'll be free. And she's like, well, I could be divorced in just as much time, man. You know, maybe we could do something. And he's we- like, not really. <laughs> and then, you know, Valerie goes into the next room and there's Michael Caine packing his bags. And, uh, you know, there was a thing at the beginning of the movie where, you know, he had been like, let me put my, my scuba uh, flippers in your suitcase. And that's how she broke oh, the Oh, what news. an innocent time that was. Oh, yeah, that. man. That was that was another America. That was another America before. That's I, I believe this was a Stanley Donan movie. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, she she had been like, you know, well, listen, I'm not going to Rio with you. So pack your own fucking flippers. So here we are at the end of the movie. All this heinous shit has happened. And she's like, would you mind putting these books in, you know, your suitcase for me? And he's like, why? I'm not going back to Club Med. And she's like, yes, you are. We're all going to Club Med. We're going to have something to talk about. You know, we, we have to go fix our marriage or whatever. And I'm like, 
Really? After all this discussion, after all the, the teen fucking and the Joe Bologna affairing, you're just going to go smooth things over, no, man. just fucking blow it up, man, and never talk to each other ever again. You were on the fence before this happened. Yeah, yeah. exactly. How does this not tip you? What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? How did it make it better? I, yeah, e- exactly how did it make it better. That's a great question. And, you know, after all this insanity that's been happening, you know what the best solution is? For all the adults to leave and leave the two teenage daughters in this fuckhouse. It's amazing because, first of all, Joe Bologna, fuck you. Like, I'm sorry. Your daughter has a suicide attempt. An honest, too-goodness suicide attempt. I know oh, it's yeah. like birth control pills and that's funny, but she was intending to kill herself, even though they, <laughs> she couldn't actually kill herself. That's not as funny. No, it's not as funny. <laughs> How are you not sleeping at the hospital? How are you like just, oh, well, I'll see you tomorrow, kiddo. Or like waking up the next morning and rushing over to the hospital, seeing how she's doing. She rolls up to the house like while they're packing and whatever. And he's like, oh, hey, how did you get here? I was going to go get you. And she's like, I met this uh, this dude at the hospital. He's studying to be a doctor. And he's like, all right, how old is he? Oh, 20? All right. Well, I mean, whoever it is, he's better. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, the guy could be a fucking serial killer. And, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, even if it was a 60-year-old stranger, it's yeah. better. Because at least it's not somebody that, you know, I'm not going to go say that again. The baptism. Yeah, I, we, yeah, we all know. It's it horrendous. Just, it's the worst. And, yeah, I mean, like, how do you let... How do you just let your daughter find her own ride back after her own suicide attempt? Also, he go Like, yeah, Joe Bologna is going home. He's going back to America to talk to his wife. Like, no, 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 no. I need to make sure that my daughter has to get. She's making a lot of bad decisions this was these a last cry couple of weeks. For help, yes, exactly. I mean, whatever else it was, it was a say. I'm in trouble. <laughs> it was an hour and forty seven minute cry for help. Is what we we're talking about here. Sure enough, they just they all 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 the adults leave and like Demi Moore is like fucking finally. I don't have to look at that fucking old lady's face. Fuck my friend. <laughs> Oh man, and, and then, we we blame it on Rio. We just keep blaming it on Rio, man, and that's that's the end of the movie. At the end, there's a little postscript. Michael Caine is just looking at the camera, and he's like, "Oh well, you know, apparently Joe Bologna divorced his wife and then got back together." <laughs> and then we're un like him and Valerie Harper surprisingly are on unsteady ground. <laughs> that's the end of it. And he thinks it's it's two months out. Two yeah. months out until she forgives him. Yeah, oh, yeah, give it another two months or so, and then we should be right back on track. Oh, I'm in the doghouse this weekend, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> then I can go on a weekend trip to Skidmore and she won't even ask a question. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> wow. It's really something. It, 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 it really takes, I mean, it, it does make you speechless. The from, whole fucking from, thing. From the director of Singing in the Rain, one of my all-time favorite films. One of everyone's favorite films. <laughs> you work with Gene, Ke- Gene Kelly and you were buddies. What would Gene Kelly say about this? Well, he was in Xanadu, wasn't he? That was, that was his last movie. You know what? There's no teen sex in Xanadu. Or it's consensual teen on teen sex if it does happen. Yeah, there's no 43 on 17. Yeah, Gene Kelly isn't fucking... You know, Olivia Newton-John, thank Christ. I don't think that's what happens in that movie. He plays know. like the king of the roller derby. Yeah, and she's like the magic queen of magic, <laughs> as I understand it, of music magic, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, that sounds right. Something, something way better than this movie. <laughs> hey, a, a movie that's uh, worse than Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> that's on the, the poster. Found it. This movie like failed in every way, right? Like everyone, Amer- did America out? cry out in rage or no well i mean critically i think it got bashed what was the roger ebert thing ebert one star like fuck like really just took it to town oh i miss him yeah, yeah. 
become like the voice of sense. Like yeah. just there to be like, yo, let's just not no, you know what? No. <laughs> um would anybody recommend Blame It on Rio? No, I would not. I mean, it's almost a to see it to believe it thing. It uh-huh. is very I mean, and it, it's right in that line because I mean you can't unsee it and you can't forget it. Well, you certainly can't do either. No. Yeah. I, I, I feel complicit, complicit in a crime right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, it's not a recommend, but I'm not going to, you know, yell at you if you see it. Yeah, Chris, you're you're uh, you're getting there as a film review. You don't want to start bla- uh, recommending Blame It on Rio. They'll put that on the box. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Cabin presents Blame It on Rio. Uh, Mr. Cabin, we are prepping for a Blu-ray release. Can we slap your name right on that? Uh, no. <laughs> Just a big one, no. I would say this for whether or not I would recommend this movie, okay? I would say Bedazzled, Charade, Damn Yankees, The Pajama Game, Funny Face. See what we're doing All here. All classics. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, although that's got some that cr- creepy fucking insane. shit. insane. Uh, <laughs> singing in the Rain, actually, On you know, the Town. You know what? You said Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. That actually tips its hat to what this movie is because that is a bunch of brothers kidnapping their brides and making them their brides. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take you from the village up to our up to our house in the mountains. Just we're gonna you. dance on a bunch of logs and then we're gonna marry you. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it's a weird one. Hell, I'd even recommend Saturn Three over this movie. There's a whole mess load of Stanley Donen movies. You can uh, program your own suicide film series to. <laughs> Oh, man, that is Blame It on Rio from 1984, directed by Stanley Downing. If you want to get a hold of us, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at whmpodcast. If there's a movie weirder than this, directed by a major Hollywood legend, we'd like to hear about it. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Also, what's your suicide playlist? Yeah, what is the suicide film series? That's a really good idea. If you had to, for one reason or another, <laughs> had to check it out. All, yeah. You know, if you're, if you're stuck at a, an 80s summer camp and there's a killer after you and you know you gotta end it all, what's the film series you wanna go out with? We all hate movies at gmail.com. Subscribe to this show and blame it on outer space at iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. Rate and review wherever you get your podcast. We would greatly appreciate you weighing in your two cents about this show. All right, the clue for next week. Um, man, all right, so how about this? Art thievery. Ooh, okay. Hmm. I'll give two. Art thievery and teeth. <laughs> Those are the two things. Art thievery teeth. So until next week, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zadak. Chris Gavin. Take it easy. You know what I used to pretend when I was little? I'm afraid to guess. That we were married. <laughs>